Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Jameer Smith Show podcast. And I know that we have had, what, a few days without each other. Um, I needed to take a moment, um, as I typically say sometimes, take a beat to just reflect. Um, I did have the opportunity to you know, connect with a lot of people in the last few weeks about some upcoming projects that I'm so excited about. And I'm really, really, really honestly excited to talk to you guys um, very soon about some fun things that the show is going to be a part of. But in addition to um, some featured articles and, and news outlets and all of these things that um, I have had the opportunity to really build relationships with um, with people in Los Angeles, to New Orleans, to um, really across the country. So thank you um, for everyone that has been supporting and listening to the Jameer Smith Show podcast. We are in year three, which is absolutely crazy. Season five. And um you know, this season has been definitely a lot different for me uh, as we continue to build the show and bring on, you know, people with intentional conversations, creatives, you know, that have stories. I've noticed as the show continues to to build and grow, it's about alignment. And it really is the type of people that I'm interviewing that I really do have a huge respect for. As we continue, as we say, to build the show and grow the show and connect with all of these amazing people, myself, I go through life. And it's interesting. I also am a creative and I have told my story a multitude of times on this show. And one thing about me and I remember talking to my therapist about is that I don't live my life with a lot of vulnerability when it comes to my own personal life. Meaning I know how to show so many people grace. And I know I'm probably like a lot of other people that we know how to give our all to others. And when I say our all, meaning our support, our our love, um, a a listening ear, uh, financial stability, whatever it could be. But when it comes to our own personal selves, sometimes vulnerability is really hard. And I know how to show feelings and all of those things, right? But when it really comes to grief, grief can feel painful and confusing and exhausting a lot of times. And for me, my family, as I've talked about it earlier, I have a very small, small knit family, small, small, small. And when one of us, as life happens, eventually, moves on to you know a higher power to the lord you know moves on and transitions um it's hard and not even just my family my friends there are a lot of people that have come into my life that have really made a huge impact on my career on how i move from day to day on the things that I've learned throughout my life. I have to say, you have to find yourself and really ask yourself a lot more questions about grief and then figure out those answers. 
One of my friends uh, said something the other night as we were just conversing about just life, right? Continue to talk to a therapist. And I have to say, you know, moving to Los Angeles and now having to find a new therapist, it is a little bit harder. You know, I, I was blessed when I was on the East Coast and I was able to connect with my therapist kind of immediately. And it was like, yo, is this how it works? And it's not. It is a process because you really are interviewing people about connection. You are interviewing someone that you want to be able to align yourself with to ask the right right questions, to be able to be asked the right questions. But in addition to you want to make sure that you trust them as much as you can. And I am still in that process. But as we go through this process, you know, we all have to experience grief in life. And each person's, you know, personal grief journey is different. Um, a, a lot of the questions sometimes that we have to ask ourselves are a lot of the same. But self-reflection can really help you bring so many emotions and thoughts to the surface, you know, so you can possibly cope a little bit easier. And, you know, I was able to connect with a lot of the listeners and people that have experienced and gone through grief, friends, relatives, people that, you know, have experienced grief with loved ones and also could also be a better support for me. And I also implore, you know, all of the listeners to make sure you connect with people that have probably experienced grief that you trust. And maybe you can ask, you know, those questions. I wanted to create really this self-reflection conversation today about grief. And when we think about self-reflection It can help us move forward through grief and life and understanding. And we really do sometimes have to ask ourselves, you know, formulate these questions to help you understand your own personal grief process and what emotional needs you really do have to really focus on. Um, The first question is, did I feel like I needed to hide my grief? Or could I grieve honestly? When that question came up, you know, grieving with honesty can be hard. It's very tempting to really hide your feelings and avoid embarrassing yourself or making really other people feel uncomfortable. And I remember most recently I lost someone extremely close to me and, you know, it was in a process of me flying home to see my amazing family the first time of me leaving the west coast and i was so happy to go home and see my family but i also knew that this individual was sick and i knew that you know my family was doing the best that they could to take care of him and and they've done such a phenomenal job of giving my love support energy to this person and I have to say you know 
it was hard, you know, for someone that is death positive, meaning that, you know, they're open to conversations about death and loss. I am not that person. (laughs) I have to be very honest. Um, Just most recently, probably the last day or so, I've had the opportunity to even start connecting with a lot of my listeners to put these questions together. And um, I am not at a place of really wanting a, a, a grief support group, but I do believe for people that experience it heavy, you know, it could be super helpful if you aren't sure where to start. Um, the next question is, what feelings am I most uncomfortable with right now? <clears throat> wow. You know what's interesting? The most uncomfortable feelings I I have to say are probably talking to my family, you know, my mom, because I know how heartbroken she is right now, um, how much of a support this person was for her and my dad and my aunt, my family, um, how important, you know, he was to our family's uh, happiness and movements and day to day. But I also know that, um, there's no doubt that grief is painful and it's a very painful experience. Um, but I think when we think about our feelings, they seem sometimes tangled together, making it tough to understand our emotions. That's normal. But I also know that it could be very, very overwhelming as well. So I think throughout this process and, you know, soon I'll be able to have the strength to even converse with my mom to talk about and find ways to express ourselves. Um, maybe journaling um, for me, it's the show. And also just making sure that I'm acknowledging a deeper, more uncomfortable emotion that can help me really move on um, a little easier. The next question is, what would I say to my loved ones that I didn't while they were alive I can say this for me I typically say every single thing while the person is alive um I'll talk about this show the Jameer Smith show I created um three and a half years ago to give flowers to creatives while they're alive to show them and give them a platform that they can tell their stories creatively. I do the exact same in my real life. I acknowledge, I reach out, I support. Again, as we said earlier, I am really an empath. I make sure that I'm empathetic to people's feelings, to their to their lives, to their mindsets, to everything. And I think sometimes when a person dies, you know, your regrets or missed opportunities, they come to the surface. For me, no, I always say every single thing because there's something that I've said for a very long time now is that life is short and we don't get these opportunities to make up any bad mistakes or situations once a person is no longer here. So that's why I always say, say what you mean, take the opportunity of today, but also make sure you make your wrongs right. When you start putting those thoughts into real words, it can really help you release a lot of emotions and find peace. 
for me, I've been able to do this with journaling. And in addition to talking to family, to friends, for me, it's a form of prayer and really spiritual offerings. My next question is, who can I count on to help me through my grief? Wow. (laughs) Through my grief, I can say I'll start with top tier my family. Because my family is experiencing the exact same emotion. My friends have been a huge support. Huge support. You know, I I made this comment a lot to people um, as we are all, you know, working these jobs. And as much, you know, support as your job can give you, we are still just numbers. We have to make sure we clock in and we take care of business and business is is top of mind. So your feelings and your griefs and your loves and all of the things that you experience in life really have to be checked at the door. And so when I think about, you know, having to go back to work and not showing all of the grief on my face and, you know, taking little moments out of the day to go to my car and if I need to cry or if I need to journal or you know, call someone, I will, and I'll do that. But grief can sometimes feel like a lonely journey. Even if your friends and family are going through it at the same time, I think you have to be really, really thoughtful about who you can lean on emotionally. And sometimes you can find it easier to connect with someone who is not as close to you as, you know, your friends or your family to help you with your loss. But also, they can be steady and compassionate when you really, really need them the most. Our next question is, how will other people grieve when I die? Wow. (laughs) Wow. You know, the death of a loved one sometimes may trigger a lot of different thoughts in our own mortality. And um, I think sometimes without trying, your mind sometimes may wonder between, you know, coping with someone else's death or wondering sometimes about your own personal death. You know, you have to imagine sometimes when we all die, because eventually we all will die. What could happen when I die? What would others, you know, say? How will they feel? And how will they eventually move on? I think sometimes when you think about that, it really does put a lot of things in life in perspective. And you say to yourself, am I a good person? You know, what is my legacy? What am I leaving for future generations to hear? And I remember most recently... um, I went to go see, and I got a private screening to Chevalier. Um, Chevalier, if I remember correctly, was the first black um, orchestra um, uh, violinist uh, in Paris. And he was just an incomparable, talented black musician. And um, 
to see his legacy almost get erased in the 1800s and then resurface and now his story is being told in 2023 in the 20th century it's it's crazy but i think you know you have to imagine and wonder about your own death and think about you know how will people acknowledge you and i think seeing that story and how people respected loved hated appreciated um him as an artist it really did make me look at my life and say, you know, what are those big nuggets, those gems that I am leaving for other people to to listen to, to follow, to, you know, be like and 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 mimic and mirror. And yeah. Anyway, what will my life look like now that this person has died? Hmm. My life right now, and I'll speak about most current state, it looks a little empty because I think a lot about my mom. I think a lot about my family and the huge loss for them. I think for me, that's the most emotional piece that um, I am being really, really affected by. You know, when someone you really care about dies, the future can look like a blank page sometimes. And I know it really does take a lot of energy to adjust to the significant death. Um, so I think sometimes I am mentally exhausted. For me, it's a good reason to sit down, to not be as busy as I always am, and to reflect on the intention of the day, of the week, of the month of the conversations that I'm having with people. And I, I have to say, listen, it is normal to fight through denial while you're going through death. But I think every day that passes really will help build. It will help you get used to the change. Um, and for me, I remember having a conversation briefly because uh, it's interesting. I can't really hear my mom's voice right now because I get really emotional. Um, I, I had a conversation with her saying, you know, I'm here to support her and and my family and anything that they need. I, I'm, I'm here and I love you always. Um, but I also say that to the one we lost, you know, watch over us and support us, but have fun. You know, live, live a, a beautiful, healthy life um up there with god and the rest of my family and friends that are no longer here next question is will i ever get over my grief you know i don't think you ever get a hundred percent over your grief and, and that's okay right we're all human when you lose a really important person in your life it hurts for a reason and I think when we think about our pain, it really does stem from a, a very strong and meaningful connection. But in the same time, your grief sometimes will sting a lot less, you know, and, and I think it really won't be the center of your life as much anymore because you begin to find ways to cope with 
the beautiful moments and experiences and the times that, you know, that person played in your life, in your family's life. What are the things that they left behind that you will always remember? And you'll probably start doing some of those things um, in memory of. So, yeah, I do know my life will definitely change. And as we're all getting older and life is adjusting and changing for all of us, we never know what may happen to anyone in our family or in our friendship circle. And as we continue to cope with that, we have to find ways to move on. Um, yeah. Have I allowed myself to enjoy life now? So the answer to that is yes. Um, I'm going to speak to myself in third person, so <laughs> I'm not crazy. Uh, Jameer will always make sure that he is a part of an elevated experience of a moment of... getting through hurt and I think I have always been able to build a relationship find a moment in life do things that I enjoy and I have really not forced you know but I've really continued to create a schedule of activities and experiences that um, I want to be a part of the things that I'll be doing but listen, grief hurts and it's easy to get swallowed up in pain. And listen, when you miss somebody terribly, you really do struggle to move forward and your grief can. It can become an all consuming moment, but your pain can seem like a tribute. So the only real tangible reminder of how much they meant to you is being able to enjoy your life. Showing them and yourself that you can continue and honor them, but also you can move forward in your life. So it could feel strange, honestly, at first. But really embracing happiness is a part of the grieving process. Let's see. Last two questions. Um, there were so many people that have experienced death, guys. And when I tell you, you sent an overwhelming number of love and support and questions um that you guys have wanted acts um about whether it's your own personal grief or grief that i've experienced and you know i remember a friend of mine saying um because he had lost uh, someone really close to him and he said it's interesting when people tell you oh i i i'm here to support you um i know what you're going through but unless they've lost, you know, uh, someone in their own immediate family or friendship circle or things like that, sometimes you really never know what that person is going through because that is something that cuts deep. And um, I have to say now I, I get it because I was one of those people to say, I'm here. I know what you're going through. I'm always and I think it's unintentional, right? We we say that in support to make sure that we're there for someone. But until you really experience your own personal grief and having to navigate day to day on and really adjust your day to day, um, because life is now a little different. 
then you can really understand what someone is experiencing. So last two questions. Um, oh, what is a favorite memory about your loved one? <laughs> Man, listen, there's so many. I think when your your loved one is so such a when when the person you love is no longer here and that that person was such a pivotal, you know, influence in your life, in your family's life. Every memory was my favorite one. I think being able to see him and my family <laughs> just love on each other was probably the most. But I also know probably um, my favorite memory was the last day that I got to see him. Because I was able to see him and see him. So, um, yeah. And I was, um, last question is, um, what gives you comfort right now? got me too much right now i think when someone grieves everything they miss about the other person it it really does seem super noticeable and i remember reading this question um it really did help me understand how someone can cope and encourage them to talk a little bit more openly um and this question it really does have a little bit more positive aim since the question is you're asking what helps them feel better? So I have to say, I think waking up every day, of course, constantly praying as I always have done, that has not changed. Um, living life continuously with intention, being intentional about how I move in life. But I think also having these type of conversations because we always have to remember, listen, you're not the only one. I'm not the only one experiencing a loss, a death. Um, so I think being able to support each other, you know, because, again, like I said earlier. We're here for a short time, not a long time. What is your impact? What memory, what experience are you going to leave what imprint, what footprint are you going to leave so so many other people can appreciate just all of the great things that you have done? So I want to thank you guys. I almost tried to take me out. Listen, I, I, the Lord said, hold on. I got you, boo. <laughs> I really do want to say thank you so much for the overwhelming, the love, the support. Um, I've kept this very, very tight. Um, I still will be. Um, so again, I wanted to just make this really, really intentional, um, this video today and, and the show today really is about self-reflection and how you continue to move on. So thank you guys so much for always listening and supporting. Stay tuned. I have some 
fun, fun, fun news coming up very soon. And we have some amazing guests that are going to be a part of the show in the next few weeks. So stay tuned. Thank you guys for listening. As we always say at the end of the show, stay positive, but stay creative. And I will add stay strong, everyone. Until next time, thank you for listening to The Jameer Smith Show. <laughs>